when we're in, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the fight, flight, and freeze response when we feel like that anxiety or we're in a situation, but there's also a befriend um, response. And that is like, we reach out to support others and to befriend them. We're, we're friends with them or we're offering our support. And that's also a, a response to our anxiety and our, and our fear that we, we often do. So that makes sense that people are connecting more. And I think there's also that fear of not being connected that we reach out more to. Thanks for joining me on, uh, on today's uh, podcast. Like, I just want to get you a, like a view of the current situation now we're in. When they got six weeks now, is there? Yeah, I feel like it's really it's flown by, but it also feels like it's been forever at the same time. <laughs> um, so current situation, like just my view of it, um, as a social worker and counselor, I feel like I really am, am just seeing all the loss that people are experiencing right now. So I'm having a hard time even just looking at the general, like the health matters of it, but more of the mental health matters. Like people are experiencing their loss of finances, loss of job, loss of connections with others, loss of coping strategies. Um, it's kind of like so many people's worlds have just been flipped upside down. And that's what I'm noticing the most. Like that's my view of it because I, I guess I'm immersed in it every day. Um, but there's, I really think there's going to be a lot of fear and anxiety that's going to spike after this too. Like I, I really think there's going to be a shift in mental health following um, this pandemic and when life gets back to normal. I, I worry about that. I worry about the mental health effects for many people. Uh, I think a lot of people are going to be struggling even more than what they have, um, especially those that are fearing the outside world and social settings and um, worried about getting sick, like a lot of that health anxiety, I think is gonna really increase. Um, and then at the same time, I think people who maybe haven't had those worries before might start to feel those worries. So I think in, my, in the sense of a current view of it, I, I think I'm looking at the mental health effects to it and how much that's going to be so heavy afterwards for us to come back from. Yeah, I think we're just dealing with the unknowns and of how to of when the the new normal is going to be coming back. Yeah, and it's so uncertain, and that's the hardest part with anxiety or any mental health symptoms is the uncertainty keeps us stuck in that. So anytime I'm working with people with anxiety, my common go-to is like, when is this going to end? Or this is temporary. Or looking at um, in the future, like this end date, like I just have to get through to then. But we don't have that. So that's making it very hard, right? It's keeping all these emotions bottling up more, which is very challenging. And I think that's going to have a long lasting effect. I think it's going to take us a while um, as a society to bounce out of this. Definitely, yeah. Like, uh, this playing your new ways of, uh, if you know, probably just have new ways of operating and you sort of, to get of your business or your clients. Or... Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great question. I think everyone's had to really adjust to this new norm, I guess we could say, because it has been six weeks. It feels like a new normal. Um, but for me, I typically see 
uh, clients in person for individual counseling or family counseling. I also offer group counseling. So um, I'm regulated by the College of Social Workers. And what that means is um, when everything switched to uh, restrictions and we weren't allowed to see people in person anymore, um, it meant I'm still obligated to continue services and offer services to my clients. I can't leave people hanging and I wouldn't want to, of course, but um, I am regulated, so I can't do that. So I had to switch into an online version of therapy, which has uh, been great now, but it was definitely a learning curve. So right now I've had to move from individual in-person appointments to doing more video counseling, similar to uh, what you can find on Zoom, um, as well as phone counseling. So I've had to switch things around and then a couple groups as well that I've wanted to plan or run in the Kingston community have now had to either move virtually, which hasn't had as much of an uptake, um, or just be postponed until whenever this uncertain time uh, ends. So I've really had to switch things around. And then I think also like working from home has been a challenge, I'm sure for most people. Um, I am working from home, so there's a lot more distractions. Um, it just comes with it and it's a lot easier to uh, stay connected on our computers I think and on our emails and on our social media pages for businesses uh, where before I might have had a little bit better of a balance of that. Yeah. For what kind of uh, challenges would you have uh, doing with uh, your virtual calls and stuff? So one thing is I'm out of my comfort zone so I'm not a very um, I'm not very good at technology. It's not my forte. I try to limit my knowledge of it as much as I can. I mean, I've just kind of, I like to be pretty bare um, basics and uh, limit as much technology as possible. But in this time, you have to do it. So I've had to go out of my comfort zone and I'm not super comfortable about working technology. I'm not super comfortable on being on the other end of a camera. Um, so this is all very new. So going out of my comfort zone has been a challenge. But then I think also, knowing my discomfort with it and me pushing myself, I'm also trying to help my clients navigate this world too. So the people who maybe aren't used to using cameras or microphones on their computers or cell phones and also don't know how to use these programs, I'm trying to support them while also maybe not knowing all the details myself um, and then also just making sure privacy I mean privacy is always a worry for me especially with technology um, so knowing that so many people are going online it's really important for me to maintain my confidentiality with my clients and to make sure that their privacy is maintained and that's been a challenge because um, as you know like even with zoom like there is I mean it's been a pretty compliant with privacy legislation and then there's been some hackers and there's been some different things happening so um, it's very challenging to find that and so I want to make sure I'm making the best decision to protect my clients and the information that we're sharing uh, but also trying to make sure I'm continuing to support them so it's it's definitely been a definitely been a challenge for sure um, with that and then I mean on the second page of just doing phone or video I mean with video you get to see people a little bit more but just phone counseling is much more challenging because we don't get to see each other so it takes a lot of listening there's um, occasional 
times when you're talking over each other and then you realize and then it's an awkward silence and that's just I mean I'm telling my clients that we just have to roll with that that's just what's happening right now as we transition and get used to this new form of therapy but over the phone is definitely more challenging because we don't get to see the body language and I've noticed since COVID-19 a lot of my work is based on body language of my clients so just being in the same room connecting seeing their body language as they talk about Just continue maybe to uh, it just continue what uh, so what challenges you were talking about doing your phone interview stuff and versus like video and... yeah so the challenges with phone like it um, it's very challenging just without the body language that's the biggest thing I'm finding um, I pick up on a lot of my clients body language and not having that makes it a lot harder to do the work that I'm doing um, and support them because I mean even the other day when I was talking to one of my clients um, I sensed there was like a shakiness in her voice and then I had to ask her if she was crying because I can't see if she's crying and that's a really uncomfortable thing to do in the middle of uh, therapy if you're saying are you crying <laughs> like I should know that but I can't tell over the phone mm. what kind of Look at the things have you heard? We got learned from uh, even from just the got the six weeks into they got they got they got just dealing with the whole new situation. Like what sort of things have I learned? Mm. Um, I think learning a lot about the online world has been the biggest thing, and then also um, learning how resilient um, maybe myself and my clients are. So I think I'm learning a lot that my like I'm able to adapt to situations um, that I never thought I would be able to. So that's been really encouraging, but then also my clients. So um, it's been really great to see some of them really step out of their comfort zone as well. Uh, and so I've definitely like learned that, that they have a lot more resilience than maybe they even know that they have at times, uh, which is really great. It's actually been, there's been some clients that I feel have really um, taken this time to like really blossom in their therapy. They've been really taking a lot of um, inward reflections and taking this time and using it wisely to really reflect on where they want to be when COVID-19 ends. And I think that that has been really wonderful uh, to learn. I think the other piece that I'm noticing more, I mean, I've always known it, but I'm noticing more that the society pressures have such an influence on our mental health. So when I say that, I mean like, there's some clients that are very introverted. I mean, some people in general are very introverted and just want to be in their space and be on their own and spend Friday and Saturday nights on their, on their couch watching TV. But in day-to-day -day life, it's almost like society puts pressures on that that's not what you should do. Like you should have plans on a Friday or Saturday night, or you should be out doing this, or you should be out doing that. Um, which puts a lot of pressure on them and then I think is increasing a lot of mental health for people. Whereas now I've had some clients say like, I don't think I need any therapy right now because I'm in my comfort zone. 
I'm allowed to sit on the couch and watch TV and feel okay about it. Where in the typical society of normal, six weeks prior, that was something they really struggled with because they were comparing themselves to where other people were. So I think that's been an interesting, um, I guess, reflection of mine. I don't know if it's really been learning because I knew it was there, but I think it really just made it more concrete for me. For me, I think it's this initiative to, to see all the people more connecting more now with Facebook and like, the FaceTime and Zoom. Yeah, people are making more of an effort to connect virtually um, with people that they might not have ever really made that effort for or it wasn't a, as much of a priority for them. Um, that's a huge thing and that's actually a fear response that we have. So uh, when we're in, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the fight, flight and freeze response when we feel like that anxiety or we're in a situation, but there's also a befriend um, response and that is like we reach out to support others and to befriend them. We're, we're friends with them or we're offering our support and that's also a a response to our anxiety and our and our fear that we we often do. So that's makes sense that people are connecting more. And I think there's also that fear of not being connected that we reach out more to uh, and make more of that effort. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely, uh, yeah. it's crazy to uh, being on the, to these podcasts. I got showing your stories and experience. Yeah. Well, thank you, David. It's been really great to check in with you for a bit.